You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. Yeah, there it is. Bing is for doing. We are doing the Hannibal After Show. What the hell is this? I don't this know. Is it, it, it's beautiful, beautiful creatures. It's beautiful creatures. Beautiful creatures by Kickout. Is that what we're doing? All right. By Kickout. All right. Okay. I like it. And and then beautiful creatures stands is for uh, it's 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 uh, it's, it's uh, Garrett Jacob Hobbs' uh, point of view here about these deer. He when he's talking to uh, when he's talking to Abigail in that opening scene. Got it. Discussing uh, discussing how you use every part of the animal and you have to honor it. Otherwise, uh, eating it's murder. Otherwise, it's murder. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, this is the ha- Hannibal After Buzz After Show. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined with my good, 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 goodest, goodest friend in the world, Joe Sanfilippo. Uh, I'm happy to be here with my good, 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 goodest friend in the world, Joe, Joe Braswell. Did I get the number of goods right, Marissa? Sounds like it, yeah. Excellent. You might have added an, uh, an extra good. Oh, there. damn it. But as long as you got goodest. Yeah, goodest is important. Uh, we're also uh, joined by Marissa Serafini. Hello, Our everyone. lovely producer. We're not joined once again by, by Nando Velasquez, that slacker. I can't believe he missed Slacking two shows in a row. I'm going to beat him with sticks. How does he miss two shows in a row? I, I think it has something to do with us doing two shows back to back. Wait a minute. Dude, don't take people behind the curtain. I'm confessing. <laughs> I'm I'm in the confessional right now. It's what? it's 2001, and they're, I'm on I'm on the, I'm on MTV, uh, and I'm in I'm confessing. I'm in the All confessional. Right. Okay, well, we are doing the w- welcome to the uh, again to the Hannibal After Show. We, we're we're doing the show. We love it. We're having a great time so far. I'm I'm a huge fan. I didn't know I was a huge fan until I started watching. I was like, this show is so good. It's the greatest show in the world. Strong, but yeah, I'll, 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 it's up there definitely. Did you, uh, Potage? Potage. Is the name of this episode. Would you like a definition of Potage? Epi- episode episode four. And we, we we know very well that this is a coursed out meal here. So we had the aperitif at the pilot. Episode three. Three. Oh, are you sure about that? Pretty sure. I don't know if you're sure. Maybe you're right. I am. Damn it. You're always right. Uh, most of the time. It's a coursed out, a coursed out meal here. We have the aperitif at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we have the amouche-bouche. Amouche-bouche. Which is the uh, appetizer or, or bite-sized appetizer brought out usually by the chef. Usually by the chef. And, and it gives you a taste, in a little a little glimpse into the way the chef likes to prepare. And then next, we bring out the potage. Potage. Which is a soup. It is. It's a category of thick soups, stews, and or porridges, and some of which you might have meat and vegetables that boil together with water until they become a thick mush. Right. I could read the history of potage, but I don't think anyone would give two tinker shits. <laughs> so I'm not gonna <laughs> maybe one tinker shit. Uh, it's a tinker's dam. Damn it! Right. Oh well. You know, you look. I just I gotta. I forget. I keep forgetting. We have this new wonderful for those of us watching yeah. on YouTube. We have this new cityscape background, and we commented on the. Do we look cool? Show. Uh, one of us does. You look badass. Do I look oh, badass? Or does we Joe look badass? Up. 
Both of you did. Well, I'll, ta- I'll take that's, badass. You did. Well, you got the suit on. You, you look like you're, like, you know. I, I'm, not, I'm here to play, man. Let's get yeah. this did. All right. Let's get it done. Then I let Cityscape. It's like a, uh, After Buzz Nights. That's what we said before. After Buzz Nights. Yes. A little class. A little, little night Matt action. Lieberman. I'll give him that one. After Buzz Nights. I love it. Okay. So, uh, Potage. So, we're back in the mix. Um, you know, these episodes, I don't know. What's wrong with, what's wrong with this show? I can't think of a thing. <laughs> show is outstanding. Um, another another great episode, and we're we're getting we're getting into this. Uh, you know, what if we did a show we didn't like? I, can we do it? Can we do an after buzz show about a show that we don't like? Or that I, I think it would be short lived. I think we'd just talk mad trash and go home. I don't think it would be. I, I think it'd be fun for a couple weeks until people were like, "Your haters don't don't. We don't want to talk to you anymore." Oh man, and I wouldn't so- blame them. This is this is I love uh, the show. Uh, right, I think sorry. one of the things they do on the show we were talking about in, in, about the last episode is they have these they have these overlapping uh, I think of it as almost like waves these overlapping storylines. You have the overarching long term storyline yep. with Hannibal who we have we're, obviously we don't know who Hannibal is just yet. I mean we all do, but but uh, but Will and and and, uh, and and Jack and Alana don't know. Um, but then you have the shorter the shorter episodic the, uh, these shorter um, uh, what you call them. Uh, procedurals every week yeah and so you got your you know you so you've got these overlapping things but one of the things they're doing is, is giving us this this interesting insight into the minds of killers and this is the thing that's been happening in tv for the last few years and i think we're all becoming more and more comfortable with it what this show seems to do is is uh i think anyway give you um it, it doesn't there, there's a there's a lack of judgment and I, I think that there's moments that, uh, like with in, in the beginning, this first this first uh, this first scene with uh, with Hobbs and, and Abigail, with Abigail and her dad, I, I like. I, I don't, obviously the man murdered, you know, eight eight nine girls, nine people. But um, but I really liked what he had to say. It was interesting. The way he was talking about, you know, you know, the, the, they were talking about the deer that they just shot, that, that, that Abigail had just shot. These beautiful creatures, you have to honor every part of them. E- eating her is, uh, is, 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 how, uh, is honoring her, otherwise it's just murder. He obviously had this thing in his mind. He had like a, 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 his own serial killer code, you know? Well, this is kind of what, well, just, just to unpack a couple of things you said there. Uh, on the whole, we've seen this a lot. We've seen these shows over the, over the years. We are a little de- I don't know if say we're desensitized to, but there's been a lot of serial killer profiler right. shows. I mean, it's it's a, it's a staple procedural. I keep mentioning CBS shows, but there's a lot of like, you know, we're gonna get inside the mind of the serial killer, or we're gonna, you know, we hunt serial killers, or there's a killer on the loose, or whatever it is, and we're kind of desensitized to it because we're used to sort of like, you know, seeing what makes these guys tick, and we like watching this stuff. This show, I think the word you use, Joe, is that we're getting comfortable with it. This show is doing this weird thing where it's making me very uncomfortable again because it's it's putting me in a position, this is how I feel personally, but it's putting me or the viewer in a position of Will Graham, which is like you're seeing the inner workings of how these serial killers think through the eyes of Will Graham, and it's so unsettling. And the way the, story, the stories are told sometimes is, you know, we're only three episodes in, but... You know, you kind of get a view as to why they do they what they do in a way that I think that we haven't seen before. And so, to go on to that first scene, yes, you hear the, the father talking to the daughter about, uh, you know, what 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 you know what 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 normally wouldn't be uh, if you extrapolate that speech and put it anywhere else in any other time or right. in the way. It's it's a pretty there's nothing wrong with that speech. It's almost noble. It's it, because but we, that's what people that's what hunters say and that's what that's what people say about uh you know 
about people who hunt and people who do the Orient. Well, that's what a hand. That's what a lot of people say, but very, very few people actually do. Yeah, but the thing is, but the way he it was sort of beautiful. It's like this is an honorable way to go, and you have to honor it. And this is you have to eat. We're gonna eat every piece of this, and we're gonna eat all of this, and we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And to know that I'm like, yeah, but to add that extra layer of knowing, well, this is a guy who does this to women as well, and this is we're getting an origin yep. as to how he treats women, and him teaching his daughter these things. It was so unsettling. Absolutely. In the opening scene. You know, again, as written, you read it like, oh, what's the big deal? But knowing what we know, it freaked me the F out Absolutely. again. I don't know. I, so, I don't know. This this, this show does this really um, great job of scaring the crap out of me while intriguing me every, every step of the way, but doing it from a psychological standpoint. You know, there's no real jumps and scares like, like the following right. the, the show that we won't mention. Uh, but... <laughs> but but there's not a lot of jumps and scares. There's few, but there's a lot of like psychological, you know, dancing happening there. So, but uh, so we see a lot of that in this episode. And we, uh, like you said, that you know, we we talk about how these episodes are standalone to a certain degree because they have this sort of you know killer of the week, if you right. will. And but and then a lot of times they're also overarching, overarching, arching with their continuing storylines. And this one was a bit of a continuation from last episode. We have the you know now what we can call the Abigail storyline. I mean, Abigail is. You know, she we see her in, in episode one, and she's still around. You know, she's she's a through line here through this whole thing, and we see um, how Will how Will's interested in, in sort of not obsessed, but very interested in Abigail for for the reasons that Will is. We see that uh, Hannibal Lecter, we find out later on, is very interested in Abigail for maybe his own reasons, but also Doctor Alana Bloom is interested in Abigail, you right? Know, because it it, it it seems like a sort of like a sisterly motherly slash sisterly way um, wanting to take care of her and make sure she was okay. And then, of course, your girl, uh, Freddie, she's interested in Abigail for her own reasons How as well. How does Freddie keep getting through I, I, this this is the only you know uh, how how oh, how does Freddie get through into be sitting? How does that happen? Yeah, I don't. I, wouldn't there be like, a, hey, whatever you guys do, don't let this crazy redheaded chick with the curly not, hair yeah. in. She's not tough to miss with the red hair. You know what I'm saying? It's not like she's a she's a mousy librarian right. chick who just slips in. She's like, no, don't let the crazy hot chick with the red hair in. Okay, no, by herself, right at the bedside of of the suspected. Accomplice to the serial killer, and when Jack and when Jack and Will walk in, she's like, "Oh well, Will Will knows serial killers because he can he can think crazy just like because he's can. insane." Oh hey Will, hey Will, what's up? <laughs> I'll just be leaving now, and you'll see me outside standing in front of my gorgeous Rolls Royce. Yeah, I don't understand that. that that's the that's the only thing in this show so far that slept out of me and, and been like, um, "Well, there's another one. I'll, I'll get you later." There's, you're, another, you're, there's a there's a big leap out that yeah, drove, we'll me, get there. drove me nuts about this episode in, a, in an otherwise airtight. Wonderful yes. show, but go ahead. Yes. So, but but we but but Abigail, I love the way that they were able to put Abigail at the center of this episode. We start with her being awoken from this that dream, having the, the it's the hair, right? Yeah, she's 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 stroking the the deer, and then and then uh, the dead deer that she shot, and then and then the then the hand, the fingers are in the hair, and then the hair, and then pulls the head back, and it's a corpse. I'm not sure whose corpse it was. I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't man. get enough. It was one of those. Little things. I, 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 I well, I'm going to get to Abigail in a second, but I don't know about this Abigail. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't think Abigail killed anybody, and I, uh, I, I, I think Abigail. I, I think Abigail's going to be screwed up. I think Abigail now owes Hannibal, and uh, and uh, just like Freddie does, and I think that's going to put her in a bad spot. 
Um, and he engineered that with astonishing oh. a plum. Well, he's uh, you know he's Hannibal Lecter. He is Hannibal Lecter. Um, you know, okay, so we, so we, we we start this episode. She wakes up from the coma, right? You know, and then so which which caused everyone to want to talk to her in the different ways. Uh, this was very much uh, Abigail's episode. Yes, and, and the actress um, Casey Casey Rawl, who was wonderful. She was so great in this episode. Absolutely. I, I, I believed her every step of the way. In fact, she was so good in this episode. I'll just, I'll just jump into it. What, why the hell not? Let me start with Abigail for a second. She was so good and so convincing in this episode in her sort of like, you know, really trying to wrap her head around this whole thing at first talking to, um, you know, Dr. Bloom. You know, sort of saying like, well, I, I do know what happened. I didn't want to tell them about it, but I'll tell you about it. Right. You know? Um and and then wanting to talk to Freddie as well, and then actually was very forthright wanting to talk to to Will. I feel well. Let's uh, get a second. Is this, 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 she has she has a quality about her. She there's no there doesn't look like there's any. Um, she as an actress she kind of gives off that real uh, like there's a real uh, girl next door, and there's not a lot. Of, she's not doing a lot of. Um, she's not adding a lot of like weirdness to it. It's just very straightforward. She seems right. very real. Very very. She's not she, she's not overworking it. It's great. She's terrific. Okay. Well, I, I'm uh, we, we're, again. We're, we're in episode three. We don't know what happened in episode. Again, we as, as I should should mention, uh, you know, for those who are just tuning in, we're, we're we're recapping these from the very beginning. We know we're in episode six or seven right now. We are in episode three. We're gonna do the best we can to catch up. But we, for those of you who are time shifting and DVRing and doing all those other things, you can actually. Uh, may want to catch up with us or go back and listen to us or just wait till we get to episode six or seven and start listening then. But um, we're going over these episodes. So I will just say, I do not believe Abigail. And I'll tell you why. Because this is, I'll tell you right now. Like she, I, I'm glad I asked. And and <laughs> please, please tell me. It's funny you should ask, Joseph Lippo. It is funny that I asked. <laughs> it's funny you should ask. It's funny that I asked with your voice. So this was, this was as I just said, this is her episode. She did a great job. She seemed very, uh, f- she's very inquisitive about, about what's going on. She seemed to have a lot to say and want to say a lot to everyone she came in contact with. Like there wasn't a bit, there wasn't anything like when she came in th- contact with, um, with Dr. Bloom, she went to spill it right away. Well, this is my dad was crazy, and she's wanted, she wanted to spill it. When she came in contact with Freddie, she was ready to spill it all. When she comes in contact with Will Graham, she's she's so talkative with Graham, and then obviously we see her at the end with with, with Lecter, uh, and and also her friend. But when we see her get out of the hospital and walk through the walk back to the house, walk back to the crime scene, and she's looking at the blood, and she's trying to make you know seem seem to sort of wrap right, her head around right. this whole thing. Uh, I just I felt the whole time like she was. Manipulate. Just something about the way Casey was playing that. I felt like she was manipulating everyone, and I'm not saying that. I can't figure out if she's doing a thing where she's blacking out or she's. Uh, it's a complete conscious manipulation. But the but I the, the, I wrote this down. I felt like is she pulling an Ed Norton on us? I think of Ed Norton in Primal no, Fear. You know, here's my you know, Ed Norton in Primal Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and okay. and, and I don't. I, here, here's here's why I don't think so. And I totally understand that there were clues laid that you could go either way, but. Okay, so a lot of clues, a lot of clues. Totally understand what you're saying, um, but uh, it's the hair and the pillows. Well, that's that's okay. Go the ahead. hair and the pillows. That's my clue. She's 
you, you, dad, dad says used every part. She cuts open those pillows because she's like, you can see her thinking like, the, 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 how do they use every part? And you can see it drop in. Holy shit, it's in the pillows. Hmm. And she cuts open the pillows made from the deer skin held together by the deer hide. And inside are the chick's hair. Right. That was, that was gross. She was she was totally destroyed by that. That, that was shit was that was terrible. If, if, if what did I? I think I yelled. I think I yelled. Oh I shit! And like, oh, ah, not the hair. But I got caught. The um. Right. But I, I I really felt like her reaction to that was was like that horror of uh of, of, of no. I didn't think for a second if if you if she'd been in on it, she'd have known the hair was in the pillow. Right. There would have been no reason for her to cut it open and have a moment of discovery. Okay, fair enough. That that was the only instance where it made me. There's a couple instances where I think it's one of two things. First of all, she's she's in on this shit. I don't care. I could be wrong. I'm just saying. I'm gonna go Nandovel on this one and just, yeah, and just stick to my guns on this. <laughs> you know, shout out to Nando Velasquez. But I'm sticking to my guns on this. She, despite all evidence to the contrary, despite all evidence to the contrary, I got my theory and I'm sticking with it right? all season. Uh, but. Either she was doing the, the 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 Ed Norton manipulation thing, like in Primal Fear, or she's doing the the losing time, the thing that Ed Norton was pretending to do in Primal Fear, which is losing time and blacking out. You think out, she might be doing it for real, do, you know, and, and doing it for real. So it's either one or the other. And the reason why is in that dream, uh huh, she what, saw a face. Why would she see? A well, face? no, forget the face. Forget the face. Forget the face. What she did see, if it was, but but what she ran her fingers through the hair. It was the hair that freaked her out. Like she ran her fingers through the hair. Like she had something. There's a, a memory so you're, there. So you're thinking there's a memory that subconsciously she know, or are you saying she's blacked out, or she's losing time like Ed Norton does? She, did in 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 Okay, I got you in Primal Fear. So the the character faking the losing time. Right. But you're saying she's doing it for real. You're confusing me. No, no, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> so I, yes. I'm, I'm no, trying no, to no, I'm, no, I'm no. unpacking as we've said in the past. Yes, yes, yes. So so you're saying that you think that she she was part of this stuff with Dad, but has no memory of it, except on a subconscious level. Or whatever, yeah, because what it should, the dreamings happened, and then when she o- ripped open the thing, it's the hair that freaked her out. Because, but you're right, it was the hair that was in the dream, right? Because she wasn't, she wouldn't be like, oh, here's the hair. Oh well, she freaked out. Here's the other bit. Be- right before she opened the, right before she opened the hair, she was, you know, kind of messing with her hands and like messing with her knuckle. Something was with a knuckle. And what did they say happened to the to the chick, her best friend, the little friend who got killed? Yeah, but that hit in the mouth. Nah, mm, eh. really? No. Why, 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 give, give me the holes. She well, holes I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the hole right now. She was. I don't think she was ever alone at that point. She was not alone enough. She, she was doing the thing like with like. Yeah, but she wasn't alone with Marissa, and it was and it was a cut, and she didn't have a cut. She was just playing with her hand. Sure. Uh, yeah, Hannibal. I'll tell you. I'll break down the whole thing with Marissa Hannibal. T- remember they threw that rock at, at Ginger Boy. Yeah. Okay. That was, was a good shot, by the way. That was. She. she <laughs> Marissa hit Ginger Dude straight in the head, right, yep. and he bled. That blood was on the rock. Hannibal covered the rock up with the with with the uh, with the leaves with his foot. Right? Shouldn't we report this? Yes. After I've just covered up the evidence, then he planted that on on in, in Marissa's mouth. Because otherwise, smooth. yeah, that's smooth, man. Otherwise, there was I mean, he, there was never anything. There was nothing on 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 the girl that was on the stag that he put out there, and there was nothing on. Any was it, of did victims. I miss that? Is that is this you putting this together? Or did, did I? Did they? Did it they, was pretty clear. But did they say this in the episode? This is what happened, or is it? No, like you, you, if you out? watched it, that's what he did. If you watched it, you calling me on Joe? I'm Fico? just saying, if you watched, if you the episode, watched Marissa, it, if, if you had watched the episode, I wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> Marissa knows okay, what's up. Well, apparently, I missed it. I still think I'm just saying. All right, all right. So, forget my theories aside. Uh huh. Leave them right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my theories aside, uh, we we do we we don't whether or not we we don't know at the time that Abigail is 
is doing shit, but we're all trying to find out. We're all very interested. Everyone in the episode is very interested as, as to what Abigail knows or Jack, doesn't know. Jack has thought since episode two, Abigail's deep in this. Well, it seems like the FBI is is very is is very much thinking that she has something to do with this, as does her neighbors. Uh, well, let me say this. I, I, I would say that actually further goes against your theory of her having killed Marissa because the FBI would have been keeping an, uh, an eye on her, but not an eye on our boy Hannibal, who obviously did kill Marissa. Okay. Duh. Did you see the look that he gave Marissa after the yelling match across yeah. the, the little creek there? He didn't like it. He loved her. Are you kidding? I thought Hannibal, I thought as soon as he like got a look at Marissa and got like the vibe from Marissa that she was like fiery, I, I, I wrote it down. Like, dude, Marissa's in trouble. Hannibal looked at her for way too long. Do you think Hannibal likes to kill fiery Broad? I think if I think if you interest Hannibal, you're in trouble. You might get eaten. Right. I, I just, 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 when you see Hannibal, just talking, oh, I didn't see nothing. I don't know anybody. Don't even look at me. That's the thing with Hannibal too. I don't know. Just in the, in the getting inside the whole Hannibal pathology or, or psychology or whatever or or psychopathology, if you will. Like I don't. What is he? Is he look for? If he looks for someone to kill, is he looking at someone like that's a good piece of meat, or is he looking at someone like she's crazy? I want like. I got. I got to tell you, I hate. The, I hate that we're even having this conversation because it's freaking me out that okay. we're even having it. But yes. it's. But it's what we have to do with this show. We have to have. We this do conversation. the after buzz after show. So. Right so I would think. I would think that if 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 you are an, a serial killer that eats people, eventually I would imagine you start to wonder what do other people of other what what does a what does a person who yells a lot taste like? What does a fat person taste like? What does oh, a skinny boy. person? I mean, wouldn't you think? I don't know, Will Graham. I'm and, just and, saying. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't empathize with killers like uh, you do. I don't want to, and that's. I, I don't have Will's job. I couldn't wake up at four in the morning sweating like that. Right. But uh, I just. I wonder if that isn't a natural progression. If that is your sure. particular type of wackadoo, and and you have the means and the intellect to go about it, I would think that you would start to. Uh, that's terrible to even say, but I would think you'd start to broaden your horizons. I huh. think you'd you'd see someone like Marissa that is interesting, vivacious, and 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 I. I yeah, I think that okay. would be a, a you'd be attracted to that. All right. Well, I yeah. I'm, oh, it's I, terrible. Okay, I'm not. I got. I got no comment on any of that. I, it's creepy as shit. I know. <laughs> no, There's just no other way to say it. But I, I, you know, it's kind of it forces my brain to go to that place. No, no. Like, you know, that. I, I do want. Hey. I do want to talk about uh, our girl Abigail when she first because she does do some weird, some weird stuff. And uh, it's a lot of weird ass shit. Uh, she one of the things she like in that, in that first scene when she wakes up when she's up and and uh, after Freddie leaves right Will Will's insane okay goodbye and then Freddie tries to get the card to her no and Will takes it and um and she and you know Will asks her do you remember me so I remember you you killed my dad like it's just straight up and there's no emotion behind it there's no anger it's right. very like you killed my dad and eventually as they're, as they're talking. Uh, it was an interesting scene to me because there's 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 the BS coming from Will and then there's the the straightforwardness from Abigail because she's saying uh, you know he, he was saying it, it's it, it's so awful right killing somebody even if you have to do it it feels that bad right and uh, and 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 he says it's the ugliest thing in the world but he's lying because we already know from episode two that he liked killing Hobbs it felt good to kill Hobbs he mm. said that to Hannibal so he's 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 covering up a little bit of what he's really feeling. Um, and so I, I think we know we, we know that uh, that uh, that Will has an opinion about his own feelings right. about this. Like he does not he's not comfortable with his own feelings about what he's already done. Huh. I you know I don't yeah I don't disagree. Well I don't know if I buy I I, I think that Will is I, mean, I don't know if they're mutually exclusive feelings for Will. I think that he can both you know really enjoy having doing that thing to uh, her dad killing 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 her dad and also no, saying that killing is a horrible feeling. 
I think they can both be true for him. Right. As a guy who's, who's, who, who gets inside the mind of serial killers. Um, but what I am interested, what I did like, you know, with, with Will, let's just stay with Will for a second here, is what about the Will-Freddy confrontation, which I thought was great, when um, Freddy sort of, you know, gets back. Now, you know, we, we talked about in the last episode, is Freddy a villain or not? And, I, and I, I seem to think when she watched the cop get killed in front of her and had the blood splatter on her face that maybe she'd have a change of heart. Well, we see in this episode, she's up to her old tricks. I'll, I'll tell you this. I think that she became a villain when she got Ginger to, to when she took Ginger to lunch. She called Ginger. She called. I, I'm keep calling him Ginger. That's unfair. Yeah. But uh, but she called. Uh, was he a Ginger? Yeah, he was a Ginger. Okay. Uh, I thought he's blonde. No, no. Strawberry no. blonde. D- ginger. Full blonde. All right. So um, uh, the guy. You, you know they don't have souls. So it's that's, no, I'm kidding. That's um. The opinions expressed by Joe Sample <laughs> does not reflect that of Joe Braswell after left TV. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's late. Um, but no, I, but he, uh, but he, but she, but she calls the the brother of the of the gal who was killed uh, was killed by the copycat, which who, who we I believe to be Hannibal at any rate, um, and uh, and and has him meet her for coffee. And she sets this whole thing in motion. Would you like to know her address? Like she gives, she, right. she, you know, I just want to let you know, Abigail, Abigail uh, is awake. Abigail Hobbs woke up, and and basically she she's stirring the pot. But when sure. when you stir the pot on this level, you're not just saying, oh my god, you're not going to believe it. So and so said such and such. No, you're you're sending a loaded gun. Okay. out but there is she? Let me play devil's advocate for a second. Play here. devil's advocate. Is she? Like stirring the pot in order to get more information for the story. I'm or, saying, or is she stirring the part, pot in hoping that she causes more shit for her to write about? That's what I'm saying. All right. Ah, okay. Now that's, you un- know, that's unclear okay. to me. Well, here, here's 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 my argument. If I sit down with you and I'm writing a story and I say, "Hey, Joe, here are the questions that I have." Now, I don't trust reporters, and I'm, I'm the only the few times I've talked to them, I'm very, very careful. I'm terrified of them because right. they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Right. But um, they may write down something you say about gingers. You might, you know, and right. apparently it's up there in the interwebs. <laughs> right. Whatever those are. Good. <laughs> but uh, but uh, she she doesn't approach this as, as as a story. She's not she's not asking him questions. She's not going for background on his sister. She's not trying to figure out if if you know who her sister knew or blah blah blah. She's here. I'm just telling you that Abigail Hobbs is awake, and here's where she is, hmm. and that's it. That's not a reporter digging for a story. That's someone trying to make something happen. Well, she's no, because it could could be a reporter trading information. She's like, I want to trade you this. I'm giving you this information now. I want some information from you. Tell me about your. Tell me more about your sister. Tell me what happened. Tell me what you think. I'm doing a profile on Abigail. I'm trying to write this story. I'll tell you this. My vibe is that she was she was trying to make something happen. Okay. Or, well, you know, I, it felt like, to me like, hey, bro, I just want to let you know your girlfriend was out with so and so the other night. I'm not saying anything happened. <laughs> I just saw. I'm all I'm saying I'm is I saw him out yeah, there. Right. I don't know. You know, he was right. talking some trash about you last week. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying. just saying. And he's he's right next door right now. And I got a, I got a brick in my hand. I'm just saying. I, lo- I love that character. <laughs> That's that's my favorite Joe Sample character. That's, whoever that guy is. That's Jimmy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jimmy. I'm just saying. I love that guy. All right. So, <laughs> so okay. So I okay. Maybe I I, I I'm not going to give her the complete benefit of the doubt. I was playing devil's advocate because I do think she is actually a villain because we do see her in that confrontation with Will where she you know sort of tries to and she she does walks this line between she's still. Got her swag back 
after seeing the cop getting killed in front of her, she's I'm back with she's this a swag, like rolling up to Will, like, I'm trying to write a story. Check this out. Why don't you do this? I'll do a little something for you, a little something for me, Will. Marissa, day before a cop blown his head off on her. And the next day, she's like stirring the pot, stirring the pot, yeah. villain. Okay, so so but the confrontation. So she so so Will Will does not like it at all, and Will gives her the gives her the great line of uh, I would not. I tell you something to effect. I can't. I can pull it up here. Oh, so say, yeah, I wouldn't threaten a guy who 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 <laughs> wouldn't have threatened a guy who gets in the mind. Well, I can't remember. The guy, the guy who gets in the mind of serial killers for a living, right? Isn't that what he says? Something along those lines. Isn't very smart to threaten a guy who. Kill, gets in the mind of who, people who kill people for a living. Right. That's not what he said. All right, and then, then we cut to Far Jack. Side, yes. Then we cut immediately to Jack sitting down doing angry, doing uh, doing Nick Donovan for the first time. Or, or you know. Well, he's, he's, he's not. He's, he's, he's a subdued Nick Donovan. Right. He's, he's much very... better. But he's, uh, but he, you know, he's like, hey, uh, did it not occur to anyone? Why would you let him say that to her? Right. And it's not very smart to say something like that to a journalist, which I thought was. For, for those of you who don't know, Nick Donovan was the FBI, uh, head of the FBI um, in the following, and he was a very uh, animated, uh, maybe some may say angry black guy, uh, and um, that seemed to be his whole thing. That was it. And we we, we talked about a lot about that that stereotype uh, being portrayed in the media. Well, Lawrence Fishburne does it though. Lawrence Fishburne does it a little better than and, that. But Lawrence Fishburne classes he does, up the oh, job. He classes, classes up the job in pretty much the same role, but he classes up the job. Oh, does he class anyway, it up? So uh, uh, well, that's actually an insult to call him Nick Donovan. Yeah, you're right. That, that, you're right. That's my bad. bad. That's not absolutely to mention, cool. You told me you would never mention the following again. Uh, I lied to you. Okay. Uh, and I never said that anyway. <laughs> <All> <laughs> we right. were naked and you promised. We were never naked. Um, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yes. Um, in that scene, this is one one of the scenes I thought was really interesting. Jack in that and he starts he, uh, he starts leaning more toward Hannibal than Alana in his right. in his in his trust of the doctors. Yeah. And and I think Hannibal's he he starts taking that trust and and obviously that's going to lead to really bad things later on. But I just Maybe, I, yeah. it, it is interesting to see it happening. One thing I do want to talk about we didn't touch on is the classroom scene, uh, which is toward more toward the beginning of the episode. Uh, Will is lecturing. And he's talking about um, the eight girls killed and the yep. one sadist copycat. Sure. And, and and he says something I thought was really interesting. It's arguable that he elevated this style to art. And 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 uh, is is it, what's interesting to me. Does Will recognize then, on some level, what Hannibal did as art as opposed to no, what? No, I, I I again I. This this hold on, that, this that's a tricky question. I you're guess, talking why about I asked. you're talking about a guy who when you anytime you deal with Will Graham and how he goes about his business, he's a guy who gets inside the mind of these serial killers. He's a guy who empathizes with them. So for him to be able to do his job, he has to be able to know exactly what the guy's thinking. So that's not fair. So if he says um, this guy, you know. Planted mushrooms, <laughs> planted fungus on live bodies because he wanted to see the, the the interconnected. Like if he says that that's what happened, doesn't mean he believes that and feels that. That's not saying on some level we must have believed that they're interconnected. Well, no, that's not I, really fair. But what what I'm saying is he he, he does say that that arguably he elevates this to art. He does say that in the classroom and because right. and, 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 they're trying to. What I do love about that scene. No, not, 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 no, not to d- dismiss what you're saying because I don't think what you're saying is merit. I'm just saying I don't. 
I don't know. That's just it. But I do love about that scene is is the fact that Will Graham is actually profiling Hannibal Lecter right in front of him and doesn't even yeah. know it. And then you that's, got that smirk on Hannibal Lecter's face when he says that, and you know that's that, that, that's this show is working at its best on all thirty cylinders and all we're gonna all eight cylinders when that the moments like that are happening. We have Will the super super genius versus Hannibal the super super genius. Hannibal's in the room. The guy who is Will's doctor. Will is the guy who's on the case teaching to his class about what Hannibal did and getting it all right because he's a genius of what this guy does. And Hannibal's listening like, yep, that sounds about right. You know, this guy's got me pegged. He's profiling him. And yet he's, he always just turn around and be like, oh, that's you. I'm describing you. And, and what's also great about this is we know it's only a matter of time. Before they catch him. Maybe the end of this season. Maybe two seasons down the road. When 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 Will will make that connection, and that we cannot wait. It's building to the moment right. Will makes that connection, and that's what makes this show so great. That super wave that's coming. These, you know these, it's going to land like this. But in anyway, just 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 to clarify, and then me stepping on your point about about him on some level does does he think this uh, this is art? I think the question the answer to that question is yes. He, at some level, he does think that this is art. He does agree with with Hannibal that this is an art because he gets inside the mind of of killers like Hannibal Lecter. Yes. But not because he thinks it's cool. I, well, no, I, I agree with right. you on that. But I, but I do think that once you are able to empathize with someone and and pull judgment out of it, then you can. I don't know if he's pulling judgment out of it. That's not fair. But if you're able to, if you're able to empathize on that level, then you can recognize right. things that other people can't recognize or wouldn't recognize, and and see subtlety where other people wouldn't. And I do think that's part of what drives Hannibal to have this relationship with Will. Right, because I mean, this really is all on Hannibal's terms. We said it uh, on the last episode. What is Hannibal's reason for doing this? And I, I think I compared it to to what you and I would be doing with video games. Like we'd be playing video games, whereas this guy is interested in having someone I think understand him. Sure. I, I mean, we all have that uh, reaching for for connection. They were talking about in the last episode. I do think we all want to be understood and connected with somebody, and nobody's gonna. You, you can't exactly sit down with your wife and explain to her how you like to cook people. No. So you have to find someone to un- to understand you. Yeah. Maybe this is this is part of Hannibal's motivation. Is he wants to be or maybe understood, recognized. Yeah, well, and then he he's without consequence. To, well, we should get into you know the the main plot point of this whole thing, which is the the the, the murder and the and the Abigail the Abigail murder. Because Abigail does kill someone that we yes, see, she does, and there is a cover up, and you know, getting first of all, you know, I, it's it's hard to figure out what Hannibal's motives are for covering this up. Is this further to you know extend his game and sort of extend the puppet master you know tentacles out? Is it that he really sort of feels something for Abigail in some weird way? Is it that he knows that she's a real killer, that she's a killer herself? Is it is it that he wants a protege? You know, because there's a few ways to read this. You can there's a couple ways to read this. Either either I'm right and and Abigail is a killer because it seems that it seems that Hannibal sort of thinks that she is, it's at some level because he has already identified her when he and when he asks her he tells her like oh, you butchered this guy. So no, I didn't. He goes he goes. Oh, did you? Well, did that you was me the killer. I I felt that was part of his manipulation. He kept using 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 uh, verbiage that was going to freak her out. You sure, murdered yeah. Murdered him. You butchered him. You, um, you skewed. She said something else. Um, uh, I think what's I I understand what you're saying. I I wonder if if because uh, part of the part of the the uh, the the, uh, the episode was Abigail wondering, am I sick too? Am I yeah. going to be messed up like Dad? And maybe Hannibal's 
point of view is, um, yeah, you probably are. I want to be there when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you might, I don't know if you are or aren't, but if you are, I'm here. Come to Papa. Right? <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Well, you're, your old daddy used to eat people. Guess what I do? Guess what new daddy does? <laughs> what a wacky coincidence. It's funny you should say. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have you over for dinner. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's what we'll, we'll, I'll we'll make you some that. loin. If in fact, okay, so either either Hannibal on some level thinks that she is a, is a killer and it wasn't on this and he wants to sort of get that out of her, or he thinks on some level that she's teetering and he wants to push her over the edge, or just maybe wants to toy with her. If it's the latter, that's pretty sadistic and, and sad and crazy. If this poor girl is actually at face value, really scared and genuinely like, I don't know if I'm crazy or not, what am I doing this for? And Hannibal's like, you know what? Hey, killing. Like, let me show you the way. Like that is really that's creepy. Well, well, let me let me point something out here. Um, our boy Hannibal uh, likes people to owe him favors. He's yeah. got Will owes him a favor because yep. the psych eval was never done. Sure, we just had a conversation. I've already filled out the paperwork. Uh, uh, our boy, our girl Freddie owes him a favor because yeah, she does. recorded that conversation, kept the purse over on the other side of that couch, like I talked about the last episode. And and we don't really know how that ended, but we know Freddie owes him a, owes her a favor. Yep. Owes him a favor, I beg your pardon. And now we have uh now we have uh Abigail owing him a favor. And and uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Papa Papa Hobbs owed, owed him a favor too. <laughs> he, oh. He gave him a heads up phone oh. call. And and Abigail <laughs> figures that out. Yeah. So uh you know and and that that scene, you know, uh wait wait, you you're glad I killed him. You you're the one who called my dad. She yeah. figured it out. What, what about that moment, or just going back when they're all in the room and, and they're doing that reenactment? And, uh, and Abigail's and that's, like, again, when Abigail was weird. You're right. Like, what she if was you be the guy so on the excited. Phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she said that and, and the camera's right on his face, you'd be the guy on the like phone. like a little like, mm-hmm. sly smile. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I've played that part before. One, one, one more sort of sort of show observational, larger show thing. I should mention this episode was directed by David Slade, same guy directed the pilot, same guy directed Thirty Days a Night and, and Twilight Eclipse, and he's uh, also a great director and really knows how to sort of set a mood and and do different genres. Which is we talked about how this crosses multiple genres. But um, one of the, 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 the one of the other hundreds of things that this show does really well, why the show works and it works on all the levels we talked about in previous podcasts. But another level this works at is as an ensemble drama. Because, you know, the show's called Hannibal. It's about Hannibal Lecter. And our guy Mads is doing a fantastic job of that. You also have the main protagonist, which is Will. And he, and Hugh Dancy is, you know, fancy pantsy dancy. Is, is acting. <laughs> is that, that going to stick? That's not going to stick. Not, not for me. All right. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Megan Nando would say it. I talk enough trash. Nando will love that. No. Nando will love that. He'll like that. He'll say that. All right. So we got Hugh Dancy. Uh, as a main protagonist, but what, what, but it's filled out by these one other wonderful characters and these great actors. I mean, you got Lawrence Fishburne in essentially a supporting role, but he elevates it to like you know this great part. You've got Abigail, you know Casey Casey Rawl is you know she's acting her ass off. She's elevating this into a large part. You know we we talk about these other people like uh, you know Doctor Bloom and and Freddie and all these other people who populate this world. Even your girl. Uh, you know, Doctor uh, Agent Katz, Agent Beverly Katz, the uh, the Asian one who keeps flirting with. Uh, you, you don't like her, do you? I'm, I'm not sold on Agent Katz. What's, I, I feel. <laughs> why, what's I, 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 you know what it is? I'll yeah. tell you what it is. I I, I don't feel Agent like Agent Beverly the, Katz is, is the is the agent who has been flirting with him for the last three episodes. I don't feel like it. I don't. It doesn't feel like it comes naturally to me. It doesn't feel like it feels like she's been like directed to do that. Like, yeah, we want you to be a little more overt in your flirting, and it just it felt it feels like it. It feels a little false. Um, 
uh, you know, and I, and I, I think they've stopped it a little bit. Maybe uh, I, I don't know. Okay, we'll see. Whether, whether, we'll whether, see how it whether, whether the moment of pilot, you know, the moment of pilot where she's like, "Oh, you're Will Graham, Rucka Rucka Rucka," and then the moment in, the, in, in last episode where she's kind of does a move when she, at the shooting range, kind of like teaches them how to shoot. Yeah. Then she disappears. We'll get. Well, who cares about her? But uh, I mean, no offense to you, uh, Beverly Katz. I'm sure you're wonderful. But let's let, let's let, just just to to get to this. The, I want to get to. this. Uh, I want to talk about. Uh, they got Scott Thompson in this thing. I these one of the kids in the hall playing uh, playing one of the uh, playing one of the crime scene investigators. Yep. Yeah. I just I, I keep waiting for something funny to happen, and he's got because he's it's Scott Thompson. All right. Yes. Nothing. Well, something kids something in the hall. Happen. I know. So, so they're great. Something will happen shortly. But I, well, let, but let's just wrap, let let's, let's, let's wrap this episode up because we're we're here. Uh, <laughs> oh, we are here. Yeah, we're we're, we're here. But I did I did want to say, um, you know, before we did have one major major my you know I teased my major flaw. Uh, we had we had our major FBI WTF moment, which I thought it appeared when Lawrence Fishburne Jack. Is like, this is over. Hannibal Lecter, why don't you take Abigail home? There, it's written down right here. Would you? What, yes. With, 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 there's no agents around. There's no agents that's going to take Abigail Abigail home or out of the out of the country. Take him out of whatever she told him to do. There's not. There's not I don't, an escort. I, this is the FB freaking I. I completely agree. Hannibal Lecter is the only guy who can handle I Abigail. I completely agree. We just put Abigail in Dr. Lecter's car. Yeah, so that's, that, that, I didn't like that at all. So anyway, we find out what happened. I think maybe we, as lay people, maybe we have a higher a higher opinion of... of the uh, FBI? Not, not, but maybe we have like this idea that people camp at these crime scenes. Maybe that just doesn't happen. All right, well, maybe not. Also, um, I did like the way... Uh, <laughs> just the way, you know, uh, Lecter and and Will are kind of like... They're like a buddy... It's like a buddy cop movie in this one. They're kind of running around. Yeah. They're running down. It's like Starsky and Hutch. They're working like, the caper, man. They're working the caper. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, anyway, so we see that the, the big plot point here is that Hannibal Lecter cover, help, helps Abigail cover this thing up. Sort of manipulates her. We don't know whether she's going to go along with him or not. We find out that she does. She escapes uh, her 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 um, hospital and and comes to Hannibal Lecter's lair, and they they tell each other we're going to keep each other's secrets. Let, let me let me because I just had a thought here. You know, in the cabin, the cabin's really cleaned out, and Abigail's talking about Dad, and she's kind of going. You know, he did everything. He he made glue out of the out of the bones, and he made he made his own butter. Yep. He used every part of the animal. He he, and it just dawns on her. He he realized she realizes that that holy crap he was probably feeding it to us and I, there's a choice that could have been made by Will and and Hannibal to say eh, maybe maybe not we're not sure probably not instead Hannibal says there's a very good chance that's what's that's what's been happening yeah because but I think he's he's starting to get control of her he's starting to make right. her feel wrong and off and dirty and when he sees the opportunity when when uh, when she stabs Ginger. It's not fair. He, right. The character has a name, dang it, Joe. Um, uh, anyway, so she finds this hair on the pillows at the same time Ginger's coming. So she is devastated. She's got right. that huge knife in her hand that she cut open the pillow, right? So Ginger comes running in, and he, he throws her up against the wall, which was incredibly stupid, as we've learned. And so Hannibal sees well, this opportunity. What's what he said? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Yeah. And we knew that. Of course. We knew it was. But... Um, but uh, but Hannibal, uh, the way he the way he takes control of her, I thought was uh, very very masterfully done. Right, and like like we said earlier, he likes to have people own favors. But he he forced that he forced that whole scenario. Well, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up by jumping into predictions, and we'll do predictions by asking some questions. Do it now. You're after Buzz TV predictions. 
All right, so I have just questions for internet for predictions. The first question I have for you is, um, why? What's what's in it for Hannibal and Abigail? Why is he doing this to Abigail? What does he want from her? Uh, uh, my opinion is that I, I think Hannibal likes to have people home favors. He likes that that gives him control of the situation. But ultimately, well, how well, is this going to play I, I, out? It gives him control of the situation, so he can control Freddie now to some degree. He can control. Uh, he can control Abigail to some degree. He can control a little bit of Will to some degree. And even if it's just so much as having people trust him more or give him more leeway because he owe, they owe him favors, that that's a form of control. So he's got a little more control over the situation. I, like I said before, I, I thought last episode that he's playing games. I think in, in thinking about the art that he made and Will recognizing the art, I do think there's a desire he has to, on some level, be recognized. Right. And I think that that's kind of uh, his, psycholo- his, psycholo- his psychology sure. to some degree. He wants someone that can appreciate it. Like, you don't want your art to be, you know, if you show, if you make something magnificent, right, and it's perfect, and you show it to a standard run-of-the-mill guy that has no appreciation for what this is, right, and he goes, oh, that's pretty cool. That does nothing for you, right. but if you're if you're dealing with a with a connoisseur of art, someone who runs a, a gallery, someone who really knows, and then you can show something with this layer that is that is technically impressive, that is that is deep, right? And that person can appreciate your art on a whole other level. That's that's got to be much more satisfying to an artist, right? Than having the run of the mill guy. Yeah, that's cool. So right. instead, you have you have Will, who is that connoisseur of this particular form of art. So maybe that's Hannibal's deal. He wants Will to see his stuff, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I like that. Last last one. Abigail, good or evil? Abigail? Yeah. Good. All right. No questions asked. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. Uh, Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on the Twitters, at Joe Flippo. And you can find me here at uh, at AfterBuzz. Joe and I do Bates Motel with Nando Val and uh, Dua Casey. And we also do the Mad Men. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yes. And we do this uh, this show, The Hannibal. Uh, my name is Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter, at Joe K. Braswell. You can find me in all the places you, you can find Joe Flippo, except for his house. Uh, which it won't be today. Yeah, unless you get in trouble. I don't no, know. yeah, maybe, maybe I'll be on your couch. <laughs> uh, but, and also you can find me on grantland.com and extra and here at AfterBuzz. And we are very, very happy we're doing this AfterBuzz Hannibal show. Thanks for downloading us on iTunes. Forgot to mention, thanks Ooh. for rating us. Rate us, give us fives. Tell us what you think. Uh, we Next week we'll have more people. We'll have Nando Velasquez. We'll have Julia Lee's Smith, who's wonderful. And so we'll see you all next week with more Hannibal. Yes. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 